Hey, this is Lauren Hargrove, co-pastor of Gravetop Church with the Revive Moms podcast. I hope this message makes a difference in your life and truly revives your soul. Enjoy. Today's message is titled, Life's Too Short. Life's Too Short. So let's jump in today and start. So life is too short to waste your days, allowing petty things to ruin it. Can I get an amen? How many days have you wasted feeling bitter, angry, being frazzled by a messy house? Hello, me. Getting annoyed at your husband or a friend or, you know, partner, whoever you may live with at those most unnecessary things, those little petty things. Have you missed sweet moments with your kids because of the endless to-do list? Or maybe not saying sorry or forgiving those you truly love. How many days have you wasted? The truth is every day we have been given is a gift from God. We know that, right? Each day is full of joyful moments awaiting us. But we so often miss these gifts throughout our day due to everything we allow to steal it. The stress, unforgiveness, worry, fear, constant busyness, and so much more. There are relationships that could be healed and restored if we would just let go of that grudge. Relationships that could be so much more rich if we would just accept each other's differences and let go of the petty annoyances. There would be more fun to be had to experience throughout your day if you would truly just surrender your fears to God and simply live your life. It's time to stop dreading your days, expecting the worst and being angry and annoyed. And it's time to start living the life that God has given us to the fullest. The time we've been giving with our children, our spouses, our friends, and our loved ones is truly a gift. So we have to choose not to waste this life, not loving with all of our heart and enjoying it instead. And that might, this message at first might seem a little cheesy, like, okay, life's too short, like live it up, you know, but Hey, Lauren, sometimes I'm just annoyed. Okay. Like the house is a mess. I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed. These people irritate me. You know what? All of that is justified. I hear you. I'm there. I feel you. But let's just allow God to speak this to us in a fresh new way. Life's too short. And I'm going to share this verse, Psalms 31, 4. And it says, Lord, remind me of how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You know, it's so easy to just go throughout our days and not even think about the gift that each day is. You know, we're just so frazzled, we're going, we're busy, we're doing, we're being mom, we're making another dinner, we're doing this, we're doing that. But we forget that each, each day is a gift and that this life that may seem so long to us is actually just a glimpse before God. And so today we're going to talk about three points. The first one is make things right. The second one is loosen up and live. And the last one is greater things are ahead. So let's talk about making things right. In Hebrews 12, 14 through 15, it says, work at living in peace with everyone. That's a toughie right there. It literally says everyone. (laughs) And work at living a holy life. 
for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. This verse is intense. It's saying to work, to live at peace with everyone. It says work. It takes work. It says don't allow a poisonous root of bitterness to grow up inside of you. And what does it say? Because it will trouble you. And so many times we're bitter at other people and we feel justified, which I get it. People are messed up. But it ends up troubling you, corrupting many, it says. You know, there's no better time to make things right than right now. So many times we choose to wait till the right time to call that person, to let go of that grudge and to forgive. But the right time isn't tomorrow but maybe it's today. It's not worth holding on to offenses. It only wastes time that you can never get back. And let me say this right here as a disclaimer. Yes, there will be relationships that you have tried to salvage. Maybe you gave your all. Maybe you've tried and you've forgiven over and over and they still hurt you, stabbed you in the back, treated you like crap, and pushed you away, so far away. Those relationships you tried, but the forgiveness and the desire for restoration you extended was not reciprocated. In those instances, know that you have done your part. You've cleared your heart of unforgiveness and bitterness and you gave the opportunity for change. And sometimes you just have to let go and let God because only God can change those hearts and so what am I saying here that now is the time to make things right with those you love in situations whatever you're thinking of right now but I want you to also know that there might be situations and relationships that you have given your all you have forgiven even when it took every ounce of you and it hurt and it was not reciprocated and they only pushed you farther farther away and treated you like that. In those times, know that God knows your heart, that he sees that you did what you could, what you, uh, the best that you could do, and only God can change those hearts. Rest assured that he knows your heart. But we're talking about the other situations. We're talking about those relationships and those things that have the opportunity and potential to be something beautiful right now. In Mark eleven twenty five, it says, But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. That's crazy. It's literally saying, when you're coming before me, you're praying, just go forgive those people. Don't allow unforgiveness to be a wedge between you and God, between you and these people that God is just saying, just make things right. You know, you, you won't regret, well, let me rephrase that. Don't regret not reaching out and doing your part in restoring relationships that can truly be a blessing in your life right now. Forgiveness is not about the other person being sorry for hurting you, but it's about letting it go either way. 
It's about releasing that hurt from your heart so it no longer has a hold on you. It's about accepting what was and being willing to finally put it behind you. It's about forgiving others even when they don't deserve it. That is true mercy. In the same way that we as Christians and we as sinners desperately need the mercy of God for forgiveness of all of our sins in our past. But hey, let's, let's just admit right now that today, the sins of our past, the sins of today, everything that we need the mercy of God to forgive all of our sins. So who do you need to make amends with today? What things do you need to make right? Life is too short to hold on to these things. It's time to remember, surrender, forgive, and move forward. In Matthew 5, 7, it says, God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. It is so hard to be merciful. Some, I mean, maybe there's some situations where you're like, okay, that you know, I'll just be merciful. Like, she's probably having a bad day. You know, maybe the, the checker at the checkout line was just being rude and didn't even say hi. And she's like talking to her friend or something. And you're just like, no, I'll just be merciful. She's just young or she's having a bad day. But then there's those times that it's really hard to be merciful. Maybe it's that what that one person said or did or whatever that is. But God says he will bless you for being merciful. And when you show mercy, you will be shown mercy in return. Ephesians 4.32, it says, Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. I mean, let's not forget that Jesus Christ, all of us here, have been forgiven of much. And he is saying, will you forgive others in the same way I have forgiven you? And so make things right. Our second point, let's get into that already, and that is loosen up and live. So we talked about that heavy topic, making things right, but now let's talk about, you know, life is just too short, so we need to loosen up and live. In Ecclesiastes 8.15, it says, So I recommend having fun, because there is nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink, and enjoy life. That way they will experience some happiness along with all the hard work God gives them under the sun. Did you know that God desires you to have fun? You can have fun and live for Jesus. It brings joy to God to know that you are having fun, enjoying life, and having fun. In the same way it makes you smile seeing your kids have fun and enjoying life. It brings joy to God when he sees you enjoying your life. When you see your kids at the playground laughing and having fun and other kids come around and they just become instant friends and you just sit there like, oh, like that's so cute. Like they made new friends. They're having fun. This is awesome. You know, or they go to Fiesta, Texas and they're having a great time. And you just, even though it's hard work, you have to pack lunch, you're sweating, you're tired. You would be, you maybe rather be sitting on your couch watching your favorite show but you did all of this because you wanted your kid to have fun and that brought you joy. In the same way, God's heart is pleased and happy when he sees that we're enjoying this life that he gave us. You know, a lot of us might be having days and seasons where we may honestly not. 
were just tired and overwhelmed and over it and angry. And I can imagine God just looking down like, no, this is what it, not what I wanted for you. I want you to be happy. No, I want you to have fun. Look, look at this opportunity. Look at this. And as a fatherly heart, I imagine him just saying, no, like there's so much more. I want you to enjoy this life. You know, he doesn't desire you to be overworked, burnt out, constantly frustrated, worried, fearful, tired, and constantly busy. He takes delight in you enjoying the life he gave you. It's okay to rest. It's okay to have fun in a way that honors God, right? I ain't trying to say, hey, you know what? Go, go out to the club, girl. You need to let loose. Just go have fun. I mean, if you know, you know what? That's between you and God. Do your thing. But my point is, is I'm not trying to encourage things that are crazy fun. Like, but you can have fun and honor God as a Christian. Am I right? It's okay to loosen up and live your life. Sometimes we just got to throw that schedule out. You know, today we said, you know what? Forget nap time. We're just going to loosen up and live. You know, sometimes you got to let those dishes soak just a little bit longer. <laughs> sometimes you got to just let your husband throw his clothes right next to the hamper and don't even worry about it. But I'm going to, I'll be the first woman to admit that I'm the one in our marriage that does that more. Y'all can judge me. It's okay. It's okay. But my husband is much better at all that kind of stuff than me. But if that's your husband, just don't worry about it anymore. <laughs> Homer has his other things like putting on his little keys, you know, like right there instead of over here. You know, those little things, don't worry about it. <laughs> Let your kids throw the blocks all over the floor and then not play with them. Who cares, you know? Let the laundry stare at you one more day and go have some fun. Just go have fun. You know, make it happen. What do you like to do as an individual? What brings you joy? Go and do it. You know, for me, I've shared with some of y'all recently, um, I started um, occasionally, maybe once a week so far, um, joining a Zumba class. And you know what? I've been having a blast. And a, a pastor mentor friend of mine, she was talking to me and just guiding me in different areas of my life. She's like, and she gave me this advice. You know what? Sometimes you just got to do it even in the midst of the craziness. It's okay to break your schedule if that's something that will bring you a little glimpse of joy. And you know what? I love dancing. And like, I'm not going to the club, but shoot, I'll go work out and I'll dance and get a, a you know, burn some calories. And that's been fun for me. So for you, what brings you joy? Make it happen. And what about for you and your kids and your family as a whole? What do y'all enjoy to do? What makes y'all happy? Go and do it. Make it happen. But I encourage you to enjoy your kids before they grow up. And I know mine are three under three. Some of y'all have older kids than mine. You know, who am I to say that? But I've heard it many times and I believe it. Enjoy your kids before they grow up. I mean, you'll enjoy them later on, but you know what I mean. Enjoy your marriage even in the chaos. Stop and dance together in the middle of your day while your kids are screaming. I don't know. Enjoy everything that God has given you because life is too short. So I'll read two verses on this point. In Proverbs 12, 25, it says, Worry weighs a person down, but an encouraging word cheers a person up. You know, sometimes we're so weighed down with worries and concerns but I'm here to encourage you by the word of God to cheer up and know that 
God's got you. God's got good plans for your life. It's going to be okay. And even in the midst of craziness, even if you're going through a storm right now, you're like, Lauren, how am I going to loosen up and have some fun? If you truly knew that God was working and you truly, if God allowed you to see in the spiritual realm right now to be like, oh snap, he's doing all that right now. Cool. Well then I can chill out and he's, he's bringing that healing to my life. He was restoring that relationship. He's doing it. I don't need to worry. I can just enjoy life and have some fun because God's got my back. Worry weighs a person down, but an encouraging word cheers them up. In Ecclesiastes 5:19 through 20, it says, And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it, to enjoy your work and accept your lot in life. This is indeed a gift from God. God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they take no brood over the past. You know, I've read this before, but today I was like, oh, snap. Okay. Like God's like, here's some wealth. Here's some good health. You know, let's take care of those things. Enjoy your life. Enjoy the lot that he's given you. All of our lives are going to look different. Take it. Enjoy it. And then it says he keeps you so busy enjoying your life that you don't have time to worry about the past to look over the past. I was like, dang, God, that's a good verse right there. Like I received that, you know, but we have to allow ourselves to loosen up and to live this verse out. And so loosen up and live. And let's end on our last point, And that is greater things are ahead. Greater things are ahead. Life is too short to live in fear, expecting the worst and dreading your days. What if I told you that the best is yet to come for you? You know, we've heard that, you know, a lot of churches, that's like their tagline, like the best is yet to come. And it's encouraging, but sometimes when you're like in the thick of it, it's like, okay, like, yeah. But what if I told you that maybe that's what God wants you to know? What if I told you to actually get your hopes up? You know, we're so afraid to get our hopes up because we always feel disappointed. But what if God's saying, well, why don't you get your hopes up this time? What if I told you that you can rest assured that greater things are ahead? You don't have to believe the lie that you can never catch a break. That every time things are going good, something bad's going to happen. That things never work out for you. That God is punishing you. That you don't deserve God's blessing that it's just not gonna happen. Don't waste your days believing those lies. If the enemy can cause you to expect the worst and not believe God's promises for you, then he wins. Don't let him win, why? Because he's stupid, okay? Don't let him win. God is good and he is making all things beautiful in your life. So shake off the burdens of your past, the hurts, the disappointments, the pain. And I know that it's hard. And you know what? That takes time. So I'm not saying just forget about it. If anyone knows it takes time, I do. I get it. But shake it off. And open your eyes to what lies ahead. Dare to dream. Dare to hope. And dare to believe. Those are courageous things to do. Because when you, you know, I... I as I've become uh, grown older, um, and I know I still got a long ways to go, but I've realized the more and more uh, we grow in this life and we experience life, it's like harder and harder to dream and hope and believe because 
sometimes a lot of life is like, dang, this sucks. You know, like there's some hard times, but are there great miraculous moments in those times too? Yes. But for some reason, it's much easier to think about the hard times and allow that to shape how we see our future instead of reflecting on the good times and the goodness of God and what he has done for us. And even in the Bible, the Israelites did that over and over. You know, God would bring them through a certain situation over and over. He would give them water when they were thirsty, give them food when they were hungry. He would lead them. Their clothes didn't tear. They had everything they needed, and he still led them all the way through. And what did they do? They kept rejecting him, and they said, you know what? Why did you bring me here, God? And rejected him and started worshiping other idols again. You know, and so many times for us, it's easy to look at all the hardships when God's like, no, I've been faithful, and I've brought you through every season. And I've given you exactly what you needed. But in our lives, sometimes it's easier. I mean, it's hard to dream, hope, and believe because we've had so many hits along the road. But And, and so we say, I don't want to believe and get my hopes up anymore because everything goes wrong. But what if everything could go right? And God really is going to do what he said he's going to do. What do you have to lose at this point? Be that courageous woman who believes God at his word. You know, when, when the angel came to Mary and said, Hey, by the way, um, you're going to have a baby in your stomach, just like miraculously by the Holy Spirit. And um, it's going to be Jesus, actually the savior of the world. What did she say? She was literally like, okay, God, whatever you want to do, like I'll, I'm your servant. What are the words? Some of y'all might, but I'm your servant as your will be done. Pretty much is what she said. You know, like, that is crazy. Believe God at his word, just like Mary did, like a normal woman who conceived Jesus Christ, the savior of the world. Be that woman who follows her dreams and who grabs her children's hands and leads them to do the same. You know, I don't know if, if any of y'all have watched that movie Zootopia. It's a cartoon movie uh, with the little bunny and the fox and stuff. There's this one part of the movie that always it makes me laugh and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Where the bunny, and I might butcher it, and if you've watched it, you know what I'm talking about. The bunny girl is about to go fulfill her dreams and go be a cop, even though everyone said she couldn't. She's about to get on that train and go to Zootopia and live out her dreams. Um, but before that, her parents, both of them were like, you know, I don't know. Like they were really scared for her to go out in the world and fulfill her dreams. And they pretty much literally told her, do you know how your, uh, your dad and I stayed so happy and content our whole life? It's because we gave up on our dreams and we just settled and look at us. We're so happy. We just settled and we just didn't take any risk and like pretty much elaborated on that point. And you know, I'm butchering it, but it was like this little cartoon, you know, and I, every time I see that, I'm like, Oh my gosh. And she was like, no, I gotta go. And she goes anyways. And she's courageous and follows her dreams. But they were like, no, if you just settle and don't do anything risky and don't believe your dreams, you'll just be happy. But how false is that? You know, and so going back to my point is we are setting the example. We are called to take our children's hand and say this way. This is how you believe. This is how you dream. This is how you believe that greater things are ahead. The way you live out your days are an example to your kids. They will learn by our example. So show them what it's like to live this life to the fullest and believe God has great things in store. Am I telling you to get it right every moment of every day? Heck no. Today wasn't a perfect day with my kids at all. 
you know, but we're trying our best. But what I'm saying is in the grand scheme of things, remind yourself that greater things are ahead and show your kids that further life, the same thing is to be for them. And so I'll, I'll end on two verses and this is Ephesians 3:20, And it says, now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might even ask or think. Like he can do so much more than we can ask or think. Those prayers and those dreams, he can do more. Those prayers that we've asked him for and the, th- the thoughts that we've thought that we haven't even asked him to help us with, he can do great things within us. And in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, it says, That is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. You can't even fathom like what God has prepared for you. Not only in this life, your biggest dreams, all those goals, everything. It's so much greater than you can imagine. But in our eternal life, you have no idea what God has for us when we go and live with him forever. And that is what this verse is truly talking about. But even in this life full of struggles, there are so much greater things for you, more than you can imagine. And so today we talked about life being too short. We talked about making things right with those that we love in situations, whatever that is, just make it right. And for the times that you've tried all that you can, know that you did your part and that only God can change certain hearts. We talked about loosen up and live, that God desires us to enjoy this life, to loosen up, to let go of the heavy burdens and live your life. And lastly, greater things are ahead. He has great plans for you. And Jesus is the one who made a way for this to be. Jesus gave us everything we could ever need. And he still chooses to do more for us. He died on the cross, forgave us for our sins so that we could have a relationship with God. And we have no right to ask for anything else. He did that freely and that is enough. But he still chooses to to bless us with children, with families, with friends, with so much more with things to enjoy and with a fun life he still wants so much more than what he's already given and he gave us everything and so i really pray that today's message spoke to you right where you needed i hope you enjoyed today's message we'd love to connect with you follow revive moms on instagram and subscribe to our podcast on itunes or spotify if revive moms has been life-giving to you then we'd love to connect with you as a church family to learn more about Gravetop Church, visit gravetop.com or follow us on social media at Gravetop Church. Thanks for listening.